long time to hear what's happening in the life of somebody else, but I hope it um, kind of breaks the barrier so that you can hear more of the story later on. My name is Dee. I'm one of the pastors here. I have the privilege in just a little bit of leading us into prayer and then into uh, one of the passages for this week's reading. Um, but I would like to take a few moments to bring to your attention some things in the life of the church. You'll see some slides behind me that will give some of the details and will probably do a much better job than I will of conveying some of these things. But I do want to mention a few. One is that uh, the month of August, we're calling Family Month, which means that uh, children are going to be with us in the worship services. And if you just struggle a great deal with having your child with you in service, we have a lot of friends here that you can say, go sit with them. There is still nursery available, but uh, we're looking forward to the month of August. Just of our church, which is that we are intergenerational and learn from one different perspectives and different insights. I had a professor one time who had a little encouraged his child just to take as many pictures as uh, she wanted from six feet, changed his whole understanding of what it was like to look through the eye. Uh, a couple special services coming up. August 16th is a unified service, but it's a of summer camp and missions trips. It's one of the great services of the year where we get to hear and uh, share some of those stories with one another. I'm hoping I've asked that might be part of that particular morning service. Um, that's a few weeks away, but I just mentioned this portion of our church body will be hosting the new student orientation, welcome them and celebrate their arrival and be part of what it means to be a welcoming church. I hope we'll remember in prayer camps. We have invested in camps and many contributed to scholarships. Some of you have raised children that you're now sending to camp. We have both children's camp and mid-high camp taking place. Activities. Um, this is, garners a, this Sunday to be praying for what's taking place. Um, once again, it's Communion Sunday, and as part of Communion Sunday, we have tie in some special event with that. This year's, I mean, this particular Sunday is the same, part of our barbecue next week, so we encourage you to be part of that. of prayer, I've mentioned the camps. I know as well that you bring, not only in your life, but in the circumstances that so affect your life people you care deeply about, their life's journey as well, community, that somehow being together helps our journey about God. We could read our Bibles at home on Sunday morning. Learning from one another, no longer in isolation, but allowing our journey to be that way as well. We pray together, certainly you pass the peace with whom you've come to this place, lift them up as well. Father, we thank you long before we arrived. You are invited into our lives. And yet, when we've gone before us, coming in behind us, surrounding us with your love and grace, it's all that you have to offer, waiting on us to invite out of control, gotten overwhelming, gotten put to this place, and yet at the same time, we gather together and lift our praises. For you inhabit the praise of your people. 
we ask, set up your home, your residence within us, Lord, and inhabit our circumstances as well, Lord. And in some ways, Lord, that's probably thing. We control far less than we realize. So that you inhabit our circumstances, move in our life and in the lives of the Lord for those we find difficult to love. Pushed and made life harder than we think is necessary. Help us somehow to learn what it means to love in the midst of those circumstances. That whether it's through a message in the bridge or the children's church program, new life into us, it will not only have been in each other's presence, transform us from the inside out. Thank you, Lord. We praise your name. I'll leave at this time for those that are part of the bridge to join the bridge. I would also encourage, I encourage you to listen how they tie together. The ushers are going to come for our offering and just, and the words of this message, how they tie together. Thank you very much, Darren, for reading that, and uh, is that some of you probably don't know that singing that song was my wife, Kay, and uh, well, I don't know that I get any credit for her being my wife, but thank you for the applause, that's nice. I, um, that song speaks powerfully to this passage of Scripture, this passage of Scripture speaks powerfully to me. This is Psalm 14, if you have difficulty finding Psalm 14, um, Psalm 53 is basically the same psalm, but I don't know why you'd be able to find Psalm 53 if you couldn't find Psalm 14. But it's interesting that there are two psalms almost identical. There's very slight differences in uh, two of the verses, but they're pretty slight. It's basically the same psalm repeated twice. It's a psalm of lament. 
grief, frustration, crying out. It's attributed at the top um, in many Bibles as being a psalm of David. But there's at least some thought that there's the possibility that moniker at the top was added at a later time after it was written, sometime after it was written. Because the circumstances that seem to be alluded to in the passage seem far more characteristic of when the Hebrew people were in captivity in Babylon. Now, it certainly has some similar language to some of the laments of David. And so it feels very appropriate that it could be great extent that probably doesn't make a whole lot of difference to us today, specifically when it was written. Incredibly important and powerful where our circumstances are. Think about it, because it starts with the line, a fool says, 53, a fool says in his heart, there is no God. Matthew 5, Jesus are in danger of the fires of hell. So I feel like to talk about fools or foolishness is a precarious thing. Someone else, when in fact my life could as what this might say to us, how we view together the word, also exhibits just great caution, saying that our words make a difference. Actually, this psalm is saying a very similar thing. The psalmist starts off with the line making reference. I find the translation from one language to another to one word correspondence of sentences and paragraphs trying to find the right word in one language that is a good match for the word in another language. Hebrew text. The Hebrew language is pretty efficient. Words in a Hebrew lexicon. But trying to make trans... It feels that way a little bit in this case, but in just the opposite way. Words for the word that we translate fool. To look at that issue in the variety of ways that the Hebrew people did in your approach to life. Another word might make reference to foolish, or it can be far harsher than that, and it could be foolish action that to an extreme, a fool who cares nothing, that it's really all about what we can get out of life. We're going to talk more about that in a few moments, because we have an old... I'm not so sure that in this passage, God. The emphasis, I think, is far more on foolishly. And the consequence of living that way, a lifestyle that acts as if there is no God. Paradigm. We live in a world where there are people who believe there is no God, where there are far more people who say there is a God, but live as if there's no God. It's incredibly prudent to consider what, how would I live differently if that was a fundamental belief of mine and the, the function and purpose of life itself. What, if there was no creator in the way I believe that there's a creator, the dialogue with others who hold that belief system or pull against our belief in God. The truth of the matter is, Science says nothing. Whether it's a biologist, a chemist, a sociologist, a psychologist, how this works 
and then provide an explanation. I sometimes find my faith threatened a little bit when an explanation that's outside of God being part of the how things work. I found a interesting that somehow God has given us the privilege to get... I mentioned last week that I had the privilege two weeks ago. Not so much that it's all that much higher, though I think it is higher. It's just that it's so... comes to a place where it's as if the earth had just separated and in hotels or billboards or restaurants, you have to walk through this wood hand railings, but you can see right through the metal grates. And it's where the waterfalls is. And just thinking, well, what happens if a worker's clip on? It gives you little butterflies when you start thinking about those things. So you walk across this metal grate goes out over the falls. It's incredible. And just a little freaky. Size. And I notice at one point in time, singular drop break away and then just slowly kind of float down to the streams, the creeks, the that it finally connected to, part of something that's so much bigger than itself. Mankind, humankind builds cities, structures, what science. Wow, God. Unbelievable. Science us our cell phones or TV or magazine wake it up in the hopes that it's still working. Exploring outer space. Incredible. Year, it was on a hillside and halfway through the vows, a drone was exercising and was coming through campus here. And all of a sudden a drone appeared, sweat a little bit more and kept going. But here's an amazing part they are now creating small drones out of fungus fibers. Incredible. They're working on headsets, being shots and victims as you watch it take place in your little headset. Data information comes across your eyes. I mean, it's not actually made out of crushed insects, far more protein than just bean curd. So be prepared for that. Rings that are three atoms wide and sails that boats use, or construction of transportation objects. Science is incredible. And it's to quickly move to that place where I no longer need God. And we moral compass within. They can speak about the collective, an other God, a transcendent God, something that is the source of that or beyond people of faith. That's it. Completely. Consequences. Their deeds become vile. It's an interesting pushes it away. The actions of those who have a mindset a perspective on see if there's anyone who understands, anyone who seeks after God. But it appears, the psalmist says, it seems like they just churn up so often in dread, in fear, because God dwells with his people. Evildoers, 
They don't see the consequences of their own behavior because that's the... Everything else, it seems, in life has immediate consequences. Sensitivity to go through the fingers up to the brain. But the consequence is so close experience because the consequence is so tightly linked. Behavior modification. Uh, my dog just sad because he knows there's a treat that comes with it. I've modified the dog's be not, not moral consequences. Because of the consequence of the behavior was not immediate. The inside might have changed. But the consequence that they thought, God moves us to a place where we have to wrestle with morality. One of them came in and lied and dropped dead. And it was said, happened for everyone in the world all the time, there would be an end of life. That would be. But with delayed consequences, we wrestle with consequences and how they play themselves out. But so often, from our perspective, there's a delay. Biblical character by that name. He's found in 1 Samuel chapter 25. Goats, 3,000 sheep, all kinds of land. Everything was going great. And as part with many others that were in that area, and David never took anything, his men never asked for anything. Paul's response is, who are you to ask me? He's inflamed. Probably not acting as God would want. With gifts galore and gathered people that worked. Forgive my husband. His name means fool. Back. About ten days after he heard what almost took place. Unaware that David had allowed him to even exist in this, that allowed him to build an empire like that, seemingly oblivious to all of There is no God. I don't need destruction are woven into that mindset. I said one other time the amazing story of the textile who owned it Aaron Forenstein, third generation owned. The employees assumed he would take the insurance money and if he re we're not changing the payroll at all until we can get this place rebuilding to do. Insurance money and some of his own earned life and work and it was invented at this participated and he lost the family business after having done amazingly family. The way in which the employees rallied around him and his with what it means for God. God seems so far removed that it's tough to argue against that. Servant said, we're not giving any of this stuff back. They were just stewards. They didn't, there's no one left for the inheritance. Then it will be ours. And they killed the sons. God's solution. So send Jesus completely transcendent. It's that God lives within and gives me a... Who's this living in my soul? Ship of the God who has taken up dwelling place and state to you is that I know it because God dwells creatures that are driven by the immediate consequence economic system where my resources are God's as the Lord of my life 
I live in a world that's driven. Could we be a church that exemplifies God's kingdom? Sing praises. The praise band is going to lead us. You inhabit our praises. Challenge us this morning by your spirit for those who have taken a foolish stance. Teach us, Lord, how to celebrate science, how to celebrate sociology, the nature around us, and all of it, Lord. We invite you not to be, invite you into that personal relationship. Let it be so. Take us into a new heart set, a new mindset, a new way of living that's driven by being yours, the object of your love. You are source of all things. May the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be pleasing to you because you are the meditation of our heart. Move us away from our nabalness and give us Christ-likeness this morning, Lord. Thank you. We praise you. Amen.